one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting stop. Let it run. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Marvel Hack Season uh, Episode 1. Uh, <laughs> you can hear the giggles and laughing and grunting in the background. Uh, we are here to record. It's Episode 1. Uh, we missed episode zero you got to go back into the archive find it uh we are going through um secret wars three um that is our main book for this season as well as a couple of individual books and tonight we are going to review uh hawkeye prefall which is a book that we all read and enjoyed we'll get to that later on on the line tonight i have the full compliment of marvel hacks on the line for salmon salmon say what's happening meet you all people what's going on tonight Ain't shit, reporting on a Monday night. It's the Monday Night Wars. That's going to come back up here in a second. Also on the line tonight, it's uh, Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, what's happening? Hey, what's up, y'all? This should be fun. Yeah, this should be fun. This is like when I called you the night that Lex Luger walked out on Nitro. Are you watching wrestling? (laughs) (laughs) Wrestling's on. Also on the line tonight, Batten Cleanup. It's Big Hush. Big Hush, man. What's happening? Hello, all you folks. Yeah, so, so happy people. We, rum- we rumbled him out of his slumber. We we got him a book that he actually enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we got him out uh, to join the podcast tonight. I said Monday nights was going to come up because we were recording on a Monday night, which is unusual for us. We're usually Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Uh, so Monday might be our new night. We'll talk about that, you know, kind of off air. But I brought this up because I sent an article to the fellows today about uh, Monday Nitro and the Nitro Girls. Uh, and it was an article that was like kind of one of those where are they nows, and it was from 2017, so it's fairly, you know, recent, I guess, when you think about it. And as I was telling the fellows, I was like, oh, this is interesting, and I clicked that article with heavy trepidation because I was really concerned um, that somebody was going to be dead or somebody was going to be really fat. And Brother Beavers, you said you had the same thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it was and even, like, scrolling through it, it was like, oh, shit, like, who, like, OD'd or who got, like, just yeah. tricked out and sent to some third-world country. But, damn, that bitch has had <laughs> solid careers. I wish I had been in that world. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they 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 were quite the addition to Nitro. You know, they weren't there for the first couple of years. But when they finally got there, it was, um, um, it didn't suck. Uh, and actually, kind of thinking about it, you know, the one Nitro girl that wasn't in there was Kimberly Page. Um, well, did you read the article, what, though? They said that they had covered no. her separately. Oh, okay. Well, she d- deserved it. Um, yeah. Definitely separate coverage. So, yeah. So, yeah, Kimberly Page wasn't there. And I, I actually, I knew this, but I didn't know that Charmel was a Nitro girl, the one that she's married to Booker T. Like, I kind of knew that, but I didn't. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. All right, Hutch, did you have a favorite Nitro girl? I didn't have a favorite Nitro girl. That was, what, 96, 97, or what was this? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't, I barely remember him, let alone the, my favorite one. Okay. Sam, man, did you have a favorite Nitro girl? And Aaron and I, uh, are, excuse me, Brother Beavis and I are going to be on top of it. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, no, I didn't even know, except for uh, Stacy Keebler was the only name I remembered, but I didn't have a mm. uh, favorite. I mean, I barely remembered. <laughs> like, uh, uh, they had names oh, yeah. like, what, Fire and 
Yeah. You know, all yeah. the stripper names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Uh, Brother Davis, we're probably going to agree on this. We might disagree a little bit, though. But who's your favorite Nitro girl? Well, so, uh, so obviously, Kimberly, uh, number yeah. one. Uh, yeah. But Whisper was, like, huge mm. and, like, so yeah. thick, just unbelievable. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite, which is, like, the <laughs> rare, like, Smaller blonde girl with no chest, but she was hot. Mm. Um, yes, she was. Fire was great. Fire was great. Yeah, that's probably my top four. <laughs> yeah. But oh, Cheyenne, now make them sound. They make them sound like they're nacho flavors. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheyenne was really hot too. I think that's the one that wound up getting with uh, uh, Kevin Nash. And then I think oh, Whisper was the one that married Shawn Michael. Yeah. Um, I mean, they yeah. were, like you said, they were, they were not, they did not in any way, like, that wasn't just some, like some tack-on annoying thing, oh, they're out there doing the thing or whatever. That was like a solid addition to WCW. And, yeah, and, and actually, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. It was, it was good to see that, like, all, they all seemed to be doing very well. And it, if that was yeah. actually a springboard to do something, other than to get sexually assaulted by some predatory Hollywood producer, then that's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and again, clicking on a where are they now wrestlers um, thing is usually like um, they're dead, they're strung out on drugs, they're doing porn. Like, I mean, it's something that's usually kind of bad. And all of these ladies seem, you know, seem to bounce back from this. There's a lot of people working in healthcare and do, you know, they seem to be doing all right. So, yeah, that was just. I just had to come up because I saw that article today, and it was Monday night. So anyway, sorry. So yeah, so we're gonna jump right into the show here and get into blurred notes. Um, we got a little bit of nerdly news from the past week. I'll spell out the word blurred. Uh, we'll use some topics for the week and kind of get everybody's thoughts going around the room. Up first, uh, B is for Bradley, uh, Isaiah Bradley. It is uh, rumored that Isaiah Bradley, the original Captain America. Uh, is going to possibly appear in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, for those who don't know. Um, Marvel did a, a, a series a few years ago where they talked about where the United, United States government did essentially a dis- Tuskegee experiment with the super soldier serum before they started giving it to white dudes, and which wound up being Steve Rogers. They experimented on some black people, and Isaiah Bradley wound up being the first Captain America. I remember attempting to read that series, but the artwork was so awful that I just couldn't get through the whole thing. So I read, like, kind of synopsis about it after it was over. But the idea of, you know, kind of bringing that character in as some version of a plot point, it seems to be kind of interesting. What do you think, Hunch? Um, I do like the idea of, you know, having him be the first, you know, super serum, super soldier serum person. Um, It can't hurt. I like it. Yeah, it looks like he might be able to give the way, you know, to show, uh, you know, Sam Wilson, like, hey, you know, you aren't the first, and they're all going to hate you anyway because you're black anyway, nigga. So, uh, you know, Sam, man, what do you think, uh, you know, about bringing Isaiah Bradley to, you know, the MCU, really? Uh, that would be a hell of a uh, callback because um, this is all new to me. I had no idea this book or uh, this character even existed, so this is, I got one yeah. over on me. Um, um yeah, that's um, a hell of an idea, <laughs> actually. You know, right. um, literally um, history from the past, Marvel's past, and, um, you know, 
kind of disturbing in a little bit because you know giving it to black folks <laughs> obviously before mm-hmm. you give it to the white folks but mm-hmm. you know um that's that's an idea i'll give them that right but did you even read that book or that uh like that series i think i kind of remember when it came out but i didn't read it um mm. yeah i mean eh. I mean, I, I feel like there's no way I can enter into this discussion without getting myself in trouble. Uh, but it's definitely, a, it's definitely a retcon. I mean, we've been led to believe that Captain America was like, you know, there was something about him and the particular event, and yeah. that's what it came about. But, you know, that maybe it was just white privilege that made all that come to pass. Um, and and it's, it's certainly it's certainly highly probable and completely understandable that there was some experimentation on people without white privilege in order to perfect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it definitely fits. Uh, you know, I, you know, I have like Trump for uh, Captain America, pretty much for the extent of this podcast. So anything mm-hmm. that directly undermines his his pristine nature is, you know. Uh, it's going to provoke a reaction in me. And, you know, I it is what it is. Yeah, I understood. Yeah, and I get that part about kind of going back for it. it. You know, again, I think we don't see this if, you know, the idea of Sam becoming Captain America is not um, there, you know. And I've seen some kind of preview ads or whatever. They were already counting the other Captain America that what U.S. agent is going to be in there. So there's obviously going to be that conflict there. And, again, in this noted political environment, you know, making Captain America black uh, would definitely spark a reaction on a certain uh, portion of the population here. So, you know, you, you have to wonder how deep it's going to get on that side of it, seeing that it is a Disney Plus show, um, but at least they're going to, you know, not give us this kind of kitty-kitty version. Yeah, you know, at least, yeah, mm-hmm. at least throw it out there as an exploration. You know, but again, Isaiah Bradley becomes a part of the MCU at that point, so you can't hate that. Too much. Made All a right. blue guy black, so well, there you go. make a white guy black. Yes. Hey, now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, again, at a point, we have to wind up talking about that, too. Um, I, I finished it probably about a month ago, and I'm, sometimes I still don't understand what the hell I saw. All right. Oh, uh, the letter L. <laughs> yeah, the Watchmen. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. Uh, letter L is for later. As in, he's gone, y'all. Uh, it was announced this week that ta Coates is going to be leaving Black Panther after issue 25, which is also kind of funny because he's been on the book for like three years and there's only 25 issues, but whatever. That's, for, that's um, better than image standards, though. I mean, this that ain't no battle chasers. chasers. Yeah, it ain't no battle chasers. <laughs> 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 Spider-Man <laughs> Blue or Yellow or uh, Aiden Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's so, no, uh, or even or Doomsday clock. clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he is uh, going to be leaving. Uh, we talked about that book early when he first got on it, and we've talked about it kind of intermittently over the course of the podcast. With us being, uh, we reviewed like the early books of the Wakandas in space, space, mm. space books, and really kind of not knowing what the hell is going on in those books. And uh, and me constantly, you know, as we were doing the new Avengers book, like, you know, he had forgotten that Black Panther is still a hero, not just some, you know, political prisoner of his own country. And, you know, which is kind of what the solo book had become. So, you know, he leaves. Uh, he's still going to be on Captain America, which is, uh, to me has been much, much better than his run on Black, uh, on Black Panther. Uh, any 
thoughts with uh, Brother Beavis. We'll let you go Black Panther first so you can get it out since we had you shit on, you know, Isaiah Bradley and uh, <laughs> and T'Challa at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, no, I was always, um, I was intrigued. The, the thing that, that bothered me about the Wakanda's in space series was the, like, it just felt like it wasn't going to stick. And so I actually uh, recently re- read, like, read up to what was, um, in Marvel Unlimited, and I got to the point where they connected what we were reading, which really legitimately was in the future, to um, the actual past because, like, wormholes. Um, so, th- so you could kind of see how, like, it wasn't just some future story; it was actually part of the continuity. It was fine. There were some. There were different creative teams. There are different. I guess not creative exclusively, but different art. Like some of the art I really liked, and so, you know. Um, I think that if you have somebody that's willing to stick on a book for three months and kind of is, is, it sort of like respects what's there and like wants to take it in a different direction. I mean, I, I think that's about the best we can hope for. So I got, I got no real issues with that. And, and actually my, I think my next project is to sort of dig back into some of the more modern Captain America stuff and see where that went. And the only thing I could say against that is like, God damn, it was so good before he took over. That little interim run, there was, ah, mm-hmm. God, that was so good. And they just pulled the plug on that really quick. Yeah. There was a lot of good. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Hydra stuff? Well, there was there was this whole series where he was, like, uh, capping the countryside. But then they had this um, alternate future story where he got sucked in. It was not Hydra, but it was a third. No, 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 no. Not the, not the, it, this was all post-secret whatever, and yeah, um, Empire. Mm-hmm. he was fighting some other uh, some other insurgent organization, and he got pulled into this future, and there was this whole thing where, like, he, he was trying to rectify that, and then the resolution of that was kind of really tragic and awesome. Um, mm-hmm. that, no, there was just, like, a really great series, and then it just kind of transitioned right into to the new run. So that was the only... Yeah. That was my biggest problem with that, but I definitely want to revisit that and see where that's gone since. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cat Bookers, mm-hmm. we did a few issues of Coase's run on there, you know, and, like, it was good, you know, because he, I think here's the here's the, the rub between the two books that he's writing, or was writing, that once we finish his Black Panther. He was using, like, the kind of current political climate in the United States to tell a Captain America story, and it grounded it and made it more real because it was telling a story, you know, kind of, you know, not kind of, in Trump's America. Whereas with Wakanda, it's always going to be this fictional country or whatever, and you can you can try to take these ideas that, are, you know, from the, you know, the dysphoria of, you know, African culture or whatever and try to make it, but it still isn't going to have that real connect because you can't, kind of put your finger on it I, 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 at least from my perspective and so I think there was this kind of disconnect from that and again no matter what was happening with Captain America you never didn't see Captain America be Captain America and be a hero whereas T'Challa he had him be Black Panther but was also having to be you know the leader of the country and the woe was me it was, it was just bare war down and like all of this you know like, like damn it he's a hero let him go kick somebody's ass you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, mm-hmm. and it just, it just never was there. Or it was very rarely there. So it just, like I was perfectly fine with him being off the book. How, did you any read any of uh, Coach's run on? 
didn't read any of that stuff. No, okay, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's been like I mean, it, he was heralded coming on. The first arc was pretty much the one that sent me out. I was seven issues in, I was like, Well, I'm straight and I bailed. Sandman, do you remember reading any of that? You remember reading Wakanans and Space Space Yeah, yeah, I was thoroughly confused too at the time. I mean it was it was all right, but I you know, I was kinda like my God, what is going on here? Why are they doing this? And kinda like, eh. It was okay. I I mean I think it was I think it's good that it's, he's moving on. He 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 had he had his run. What did you say? Three, uh, three years? Is that what you said? Yeah. Or, um, yeah 20, issue yeah, twenty-five will be his last issue, and I think it's on issue twenty-one or twenty-two right now. That's a long time, man. Yeah, yeah. If you stay on a book, especially these days, for three years, shit, for two years, yeah. I would say is a, a, a extended run. So I mean, he did his time. He did, you know. Um, I give him his props for what he did. Uh, not all of it was my favorite, you know. Uh, some I liked and some I didn't. But, um, you know, good for him. He stayed on the book. He did his, his uh, uh, I'm sure he did his stories. It's time for something else, another challenge. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who winds up getting the book after him um, and then what direction that they take the book in, which I would imagine it's going to do one of those. You know, you got a defensive-minded coach. <laughs> and then they fire and they fire an offensive minded coach. Uh, I would imagine mm-hmm. we're going to get one of those types uh, of switches. Uh, where art don't go to straight shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, but it, yeah. Yeah, it's been all over the place too. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. E is for enemy. I told you I'd get it in here. Uh, we're going to take a Not lamping. Uh, uh-huh. It was announced this morning that Chuck D fired. Uh, Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. Uh, he is out of the group. Uh, it is uh, noted what? that it was nowhere. <laughs> well, there, I read the article that I sent y'all this morning. It was something like there's the Public Enemy, like something, and then that's like Chuck and the S1Ws and somebody else. Public Enemy and Radio. Was, yeah, Public Enemy Radio, thank you. And then there's Public Enemy, which Flav is a part of, I, I, or was a part of, Here's a, we're tied into comics, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. And allegedly, this all broke up over uh, Chuck's endorsement Bernie of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, what? <laughs> I'm a, I told you I was sneaking hey, in. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> ain't this uh, worth it? Ah, breaking up. Ah, this is crazy. Yeah, it is. It of, is. Of all the shit that Flavor Flav has done, this is the shit. <laughs> I mean, beating on his wife. <laughs> Going to jail, doing crack, yeah. flavor of love. Yeah. <laughs> this is what gets you thrown out the group? <laughs> yeah, politics of all different things. Yeah, that's what's going to kick him out of the group. But by a white dude of all things. Yeah, well, and, uh, that was my question. All right, so who can you think of any comic book characters that Yoko Ono a group? Like there was a group of heroes and they added somebody to the mix, and it just messed everything up, and it Yoko ono Like, I, I, I saw, like, I've been, my kids watched that Teen Titans go, and I saw that yeah. they added Terror. Well, that too, and they also added Bumblebee, Bumblebee to this show, yeah. and then, like, yeah. they wind up having to get her off the show because everybody hated her, so, which is awful, by the way. That's a whole <laughs> other topic on there, too. Yeah, it was awful. A whole other topic. Yeah. And Teen Titans go. Yeah, Bumblebee. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, all right, wait a minute. First of all, I got uh, I got takes on the Flavor Flav Bernie Sanders business. 
Go then ahead. I got then I think the Yoko Ono question is very interesting. And then I got Teen <laughs> Titans Go Take. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> all right. So first of all, um, I would not read too much into the Bernie Sanders business. I mean, if you read the article, Chuck's like, yeah, uh, this is not this is not the straw that broke the camel's back. The straw broke a long time ago. So he was saying something about like slave didn't support uh, Harry Belafonte's uh, movement when they got inducted into something or other by Harry Belafonte, and he had he actually made the line like, uh, "Slave doesn't know Barry Sanders from Bernie Sanders." So, like, this whole thing was about Flavor Flav wanting money. And as far as I know, Public Enemy is not really a touring entity. And that's the only way bands make money these days. They might tour, like, once a month. But Chuck's been out with, like, Tom Morello and everybody else. Like, he's got a whole bunch of other stuff. So, so Flav's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not getting my big checks anymore. Well, that's because, number one, you're not touring. Number two, nobody buys physical media anymore. Uh, number mm-hmm. three... Nobody negotiated streaming rights. Uh, so, yeah, there is no money. It's not that the rest of the band's keeping it from you. There's no money from that. So, There's no money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is all about money. Uh, like, he tried to sue. He, like, pissed them all off. And it's unfortunate, I think, that Bernie Sanders had to be the uh, the, the bearer. But I think there's much more to it than that. So that, that was my well, take on that part. Let me, let me jump in real quick. Um, also, I thought that they were going to fire Flavor Flav when he brought Brigitte Nielsen out there on one of their concerts oh, on yeah. Flavor of Love. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. if that ain't a yeah. fireable offense, that's a wrap right wow. there. That should have been the end then. And that was 20 years ago, damn near. Okay, go ahead, brother. Oh. So then, uh, like, I, I have to think about the whole Yoko Ono thing because I think that's a real good question. Then what was the third part of it? Because that, that had me. You were too. the Teen Titans bumblebee. Oh, yeah. So, uh, on so, the so what are we talking about? Which the Teen Titans go? So in Teen Titans, they brought in Bumblebee and Aqualad and uh, Beanie. On Teen Titans go? The, the Teen yeah, Titans go. But they, right. but they were, they've yeah. only been Kid Flash. Yeah, Kid Flash was on there, too. Uh, but he wasn't. Yeah. The, so in Teen Titans, the regular series before Teen Titans Go, they had introduced all those characters, and they established the Titans West. And so I don't think they, they – everything's a joke in Teen Titans Go. So if, you, like, if you're upset by something by, in Teen Titans Go, just, just wait. They'll reset the whole thing in the next episode, <laughs> and it's going to change. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, my children – my, that according to my children, who again enjoy it, I'm not a fan. But they're like, oh yeah, they introduced Bumblebee as a member of the team, and of course they made fun of it, like, hey, we're bringing in a new member, you know, essentially like you know a cousin Oliver type situation. And they brought her in, and you know, again, the online feedback or whatever over the episodes that she was there um, was like, oh, you know, they didn't want her there because you know they got their core whatever characters. And so they wind up writing her out of the show uh, to have her go with the, the team on the Teen Titans West. They had a whole Teen Titan Go West team, and then they, you know, they had mm-hmm. a fight over who, where she was going to go, and she wound up leaving with that team. So she well, is so, officially... So it's possible that was part of Teen Titans, because that, that mm-hmm. sort of did happen in Teen Titans. Like, I don't know that right. you got really yeah. because of public opinion. Right. We might need to send this to the research um, <laughs> of <Brothers Comics. laughs> and well, here's a well, here's a bigger problem. Ugh, man, we're all watching Teen Titans Go. Might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. maybe you watching them, and me. 
I mean, they, they did try and recruit the Super Friends on Team Titans Go as well. They're the uh, the Wonder Twins, even worse than the Super mm. Friends. The Wonder they God, recruited man. the Wonder yeah. Twins, and they tried to keep they tried to keep Jan, uh, Jaina, but not Zan. So yeah, he was the receptionist. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> it was that pretty one. funny. Yeah. Actually. As much as those shows, exactly. Like we are watching this. We all got props. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm gonna make this statement pure and simple right now. If y'all watch that Thundercats remix with them little oh, little kind of yeah. Thundercats, oh, all hell of no, all of it. That's <laughs> not a real hell and beat no. the shit I out do of like Gumball. Yeah. Man, my kid, like yeah, Gumball's funny though. Yeah, Gumball. Yeah, I can't yeah. Mess with that. Anyway, all right. It's so, weird. Later, please. Later, please. Oh, but yeah. yes, back to your question about the Yoko Ono's of groups, mm. Tara, which was one of the best te- real mm. Teen Titans comic book series. Yeah, the Judas contract. That is. Yeah. With is the awesome That's a great story. And, and they all and that right and that is the uh, tell the future's past of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. That they we do mm-hmm. that every. Time they do one of these uh, series with them guys. Yeah. I got one. Go ahead. Wolverine drove Angel, the greatest X Men of all time, out of the new X Men <laughs> after Arcoa. <laughs> 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 because he <laughs> deal with his berserker nature. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. Well played. Oh, and oh, can we throw in Moon Dragon? Someone fucking up the Defenders. With her mm. Oh, God. With. The yeah. Avengers, the Avengers, too, didn't you? I mean, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I would uh, Rogue was a Yoko Ono when she came in because Professor X forced Oh, that's true. Body. And she had yeah, a we about to leave. wrestling term from Wolverine <laughs> yeah. to stay in the group. Mm. Wow. See, y'all, see, I know y'all. I can put y'all on the spot and y'all can come up with this shit off the top of your head. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nice. All right, let's get to R. Uh, R is for uh, Red Hulk. Uh, it is rumored that the Red Hulk would be the villain in the possible in the She-Hulk series that'll be on Disney Plus. Uh, we'll have that William Hurt reprising his role and somehow getting turned into um, the Red Hulk. Uh, there's been rumors out there that Allison Bree of Community and this sidetrack here too. Do y'all watch the Glow um, wrestling show on Netflix? I watched season Anybody? one. No, I, I did two. I've watched. I haven't watched season three. Anybody else watch one and two? How no. you watch? You watch Glow? No. Okay. Um, all right. I'm a big fan of Allison Brie. I'm not that necessarily that version that's on Glow um, because she's all skinny now. Because when she was on Community, um, she has uh, big thingies, and. Um, I would not exactly make her my uh, Jennifer Walters or whatever. Like, that is not my first choice to be She-Hawk. And, of course, She-Hawk is going to be CGI'd, I would imagine. But she would not be my choice, you know, of who that is or whatever. Uh, and then Red Hawk is a mm-hmm. dumbass character to begin with. But it is what it is. I was thinking she'd probably do more, like, kind of um, heroes for hire type stuff as opposed to having her fight another Hulk. So kind of around the room, you know, uh, Hutch, the Red Hulk, Versus the She-Hulk, does that do anything for you on Disney Plus? It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. Will I watch it? Sure. Right. <laughs> uh, Brother Beaver. 
Well, I mean, if you think about the uh, Edward Norton Hulk, I mean, he he basically fought another Hulk, and I think that just is a garbage story. Um, yeah. Like, but by the same token, Hulk is Marvel's version of the Superman problem. Like, when you make an unbeatable mm-hmm. hero, you have to just, like, either throw a copy against it or put some cheese out there. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's, yeah, there's there's more you can do with She-Hulk, I think, than have her fight the Red Hulk or the Red She-Hulk or any other Hulks or She-Hulks of any other Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know what, kind of leading into that, that also leads to that thing where I sent y'all where they had Woody Harrelson in a red T-shirt oh. and a bad wig, oh, looking like fucking <laughs> Cletus, oh. looking like Cletus from oh. Simpsons more than uh, anything else. And I was just like, oh, you know what? Venom 2 is going to suck. Venom 1 sucked too, but Venom 2 is really going to suck. Uh, anyway, uh, Sandman. Yeah, thank you. Red Hulk. Uh, anything uh, on that? I'm surprised they're doing it, honestly. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's cool that they're getting the actual actors from the movies, so at least it'll have some uh, uh, part of the authenticity, or whatever the word is. Um, and it's... Yeah, I don't know who's a villain for She-Hulk. I mean, I know they're doing yeah. Red Hulk, but who the hell is she no, from the comics? Yeah, she, and then, and from the was, comics. Yeah, that was my follow-up question that's written on here. Is like, well, who is her villain? Like, does she have like you know somebody that you like? Oh, you know, they're gonna throw you know that person up against She-Hulk because Hutch, you had a bunch of She-Hulk comic books. Don't lie now. So, who is the She-Hulk I villain? Think- they made John her Burn was kind of like a joke character. Mm. Kind of, right, they kind she of made her a joke character, which is and when uh and I more I hate buying comic books when they become joke characters. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I can't remember anybody that she. I mean, they uh, who, uh the leader or something like that. They always the leader, the lead, the leader. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she yeah, had a lingering so. feud with Titania after the events of the Secret Wars. Secret but Wars. Yeah. That they're not going and, to and and Volcana the, the or Star Fox or Yeah. Yeah, it's a Red Hawk thing kind of would, like, kind of throws me off a little bit, too, because you would think, you know, since you have a female lead, you might want to lead with a female villain uh, to kind of have a, you know, a villain, you know, of, you know, you don't get a chance to see female villains, you know, in these kinds of comic book things. So you might want to give that a shot. You know, to go to Red Hawk seems like going to the Doctor Doom button. Like, oh, well, we got to get yeah. him against, you know, somebody that's just as powerful. So, you know, to give her, you know, whatever. I thought she'd be much better at, like, a Heroes for Hire type situation where she's on the streets doing her lawyer shit, things go wrong, and she can go and, like, kind of right the wrongs. You know, essentially doing Luke Cage but green. Um so I, I was kind of surprised that that was the way that they'd go, but I mean, who knows? Actually, you know, who knows if that's actually what will happen? All right, letter D, y'all, is for delayed, um, and this is something that's becoming. Uh, it seems kind of prominent on Disney Plus here. Uh, the Cassie and Andor series. Uh, if you remember that character from um, Rogue One, the Obi Wan series is also delayed. Uh, there's been some things that you know they've just been like, hey, yeah, this is delayed, delayed, delayed. And so all these things that were supposed to roll out on Disney Plus on time have been delayed. Does that lessen any of your goals for Disney Plus? Or you were just like, you know, I'm in it for these Marvel series and whatever happens is great. Brother Beavis. 
I would think it's more of a test. It's more of a, a statement about the state of the Star Wars universe, um, mm-hmm. because I think that's where a lot of the flux is. I think um, with the Super Bowl ad, I think Marvel is trying to put a pretty solid stake in the ground at the, about their willingness and their intent to follow through um, with the um, the Marvel series. The challenge for them is it's so far out. They're trying to lean on that, but it's so far out. That's their big new content. Um, you know, Star Wars had a, a hit with Mandalorian that was it was in a lot of ways a departure, you know, completely consistent and a lot of callbacks, but a departure from what we've seen before and, and everything on a different scale. And so these sort of retro stories about, you know, a TV version of, of the of the uh, untold tales of Obi-Wan and Cassian Andor, I think that's I, yeah. I think that's just uninspired, and it's not surprising yeah. me it's falling apart. And I hope the creative teams that get attached to it are like, we. Well, you know, I'd rather do something more interesting than this. Um, right. So uh, to me, it's more it's more a statement about Star Wars and Disney. Damn Disney! It's funny you should funny you should say that. Mm-hmm. I did a review for BrothersComics.com on Star Wars Darth Vader number one. It was you know a Darth Vader series that they were writing or whatever, and. Um, I, I, I've been obviously extremely disappointed by the last two Star Wars movies, to be perfectly honest with you. And so kind of going into the comic books is a little bit more familiar territory. And so they're telling the story of, like, Darth Vader, and it picks up, like, right after he cuts Luke's hand off, you know. So Luke gets rescued by Leia and Chewie and Lando or whatever and gets sent off. And then it, it picks up the story from there because he's going to go back and figure out, you know, you know, who made Luke into a pussy. He's my son. He shouldn't be a pussy. And so he goes back to Tatooine, and he got, and it's kind of doing, like, all these flashbacks of, you know, like, when he was on Tatooine, and he was a boy, and, you know, and the Lars family, and all those types of things, and it's doing that. And I was, like, I was reading it, and as I was doing the review, I'm just like, you know, I kind of like these Star Wars books when they tell these untold tales, but also it's just like, you know, they, they introduce, like, these cool characters into the books that are all, you know, red shirts, Star Trek reference. That you're like, oh, this is a cool character. Well, you know, this motherfucker's gonna die because they didn't make it in any of the movies. You know, so it's just like, yeah, hey, that's kind of cool. Oh, they're gonna die. Uh, and you know, and they kind of retro- retcon the powers or whatever. You know, because by the time you get the Empire Strikes Back, like, you know, Anakin's an old man. Like his power in the Force is, you know, kind of weak. You know, and in the book, he's like stopping ships with his hands. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, well, the, iron, take away the irony from, of that is they with the sword when Disney did take over they uh, overtly killed the Star Wars Expanded Universe. I mean, they basically yeah. said everything you've ever read, comic book, book, anything, if you haven't seen it on screen and it didn't have episode yeah, number attached to it, it didn't happen. And so right. then, and, and I get that, because it was a bunch of different creators that were, you know, sort of picking at the edges and, and doing stories they wanted. Okay, but then what they do, they turn the movies over to a bunch of different creators who had their own vision, mm-hmm. and they fucking slanted that shit out. And so now they've created this mess of, like, we want these side stories to have meaning, our core stories are garbage, and we've, you know, but why should you have faith that any of this really matters? Because they could just as easily pull, like, a Marvel TV or, like, oh, no, the TV's separate from the, the, you know, it's the same, but not really, but whatever. So that's the irony is, like, they had this whole wealth of stuff, and they, they killed it, and yet they didn't start building something that had a better foundation than what they got rid of. Right. Yeah. It's just all the dark horse books, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that, none of that stuff really technically even exists anymore. And, no, you know, and again, it gets under the Disney. 
Yeah, it's under the Disneyfication. And again, that's a hashtag damn Disney for Hush. And I get that part. I just like, you know, like, I don't mind painting inside the numbers of where you're, you know, telling a story that's in between, like, you know, numbered areas. It's just, like, kind of stay consistent, you know. Like, again, Vader at that time is a weak old man. Like, he could barely beat a weak-ass old man in Obi-Wan. But now, like, a ship is coming at him, and he's using the force to stop the whole ship. I'm like, come on, man. Like, that's not what's happening here anymore. So it's just, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. I just, I don't know. It just bothers me. How do you not bother by any of this Disney Plus stuff? You just, like, whatever, just get me to the Marvel series or, you know, going back and watching The Proud Family. Um, uh, I, I, I try to look at some of this Disney stuff, and I'm like, damn it, they're taking over everything. Yeah. I, I wake up screaming at night talking about, oh, my God, they bought DC, too. You jumped ahead. Because that was the next page. <laughs> so there was the rumor, and again, it was from Cosmic Book. And I don't even want to give them a shout because that would almost legitimize them. Um, whatever. <laughs> there was this rumor that Disney was going to buy DC because allegedly that that's, you know, kind of up for grabs or whatever. And I think it's bullshit. Sandman, I know you are a listener of too many podcasts and Twitter feeds of people that promote this bullshit. Just go ahead and denounce it, man. Go ahead. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, I don't even want to say that <laughs> name of that, that fucking website either because it's, it's a website of bullshit. Don't pay attention to them. That was never going to effing happen because, I mean, I don't even think like the government would allow them to buy two prominent um, uh, comic books. They own the government, um, too. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> you could argue that. If only. You could argue that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was bullshit, man. DC ain't good. I mean, you could question what DC is doing right now because they got some insane fucking ideas right now because they're so desperate to sell some books and try to get their uh, interest back in the, in the books because, I mean, you know, but, everybody's suffering right now. But, so would you but, say in regard but, to that podcast that nah, nah. you can't trust it? <laughs> there you go. Put <laughs> uh, <laughs> But 20 years ago, would you have thought that Disney would own Star Wars and Marvel? No. 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 And it, and, okay. But I, I, I mean, and I, well, I, so I, that's I a good question. Every... What was Disney doing in 2000? Because their, yeah. their big renaissance was what? What Like when, was it Little Mermaid? Toy Story and all that shit. In yeah, the, Pixar. In the, in the, Pixar. But I, cartoons no, were they, they what they were making their money. Not even mainline Disney. Before there was a Pixar, though. Right? Like, they were garbage. The Little Mermaid and all that stuff, I yeah. guess. That's when the, the Renaissance was going on, yeah. The late yeah. 90s, so, early 2000s. The you know? Like, they, they sort of rejuvenated that line, uh, bid on some classical stories, which was the formula, and had success. Mm. And then, yeah, then invested in technology with Pixar, so. Uh, uh, I just, no, I, I guess I wouldn't draw a line from there to they own the world, but, yeah, good on them. But I, I, again, this is something we've actually talked about over the four or five years we've been doing those comments. It's come up on different, maybe, podcasts or whatever. Like, if somebody told me, though, tomorrow that, like, oh, yeah, like, those characters were up for grabs and WB or whatever was just like, yeah, you know what, fuck it, and Disney was able to get it. I mean, this would be literally like, you know, WWE buying <laughs> WCW. It really would be at this point in time. 
because and it would have the same dramatic effect too that it would essentially kill comics because yeah, having one returns. person control all of it would absolutely just just wreck the whole thing completely. So I, in that mm-hmm. sense, I would be completely against it. But if somebody told me it was like, oh yeah, you know. WB was like, hey, you know, we're trying to get out from under this and we'll gladly sell you this stuff to make a billion dollars or whatever the hell it would be. It would not surprise me at all. Um, but it, it would, to me, it would have a huge, just a, such a detrimental effect on comic books. It would just kill the industry with having one, like, you know, house of mouse distributing all of those characters. And again, I don't need to see Avengers versus Justice League. I don't need to see crossovers, no, Lobo no. and Wolverine. I don't need to no. see any no. of that stuff. That would. Oh. Be that would be terrible. Yeah, it would be absolute worst. I'm like, oh no, those. Not only were those comic books not great, but like it's, it's just there's not room. I mean, like, wh- yeah. like how do how do they all exist alongside mm-hmm. each other? I mean, it seems yeah. to me like the villains are fucked. There ain't but a handful of good villains anyway. And now if you get <laughs> like uh, two universes worth of like heroes, of which there are some top tier ones. I mean. They're all fucked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Magneto versus the, the Justice League? Yeah. That ain't going to no. go well for Magneto. <laughs> well, it never does. <laughs> Hell, he's been losing for fucking 50 years. This is also years true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. We just have to. I mean, again, I, I I would not be in favor of that, but I also would not be surprised if this shit happened at this point in time. All right, that concludes Blurred Notes, and we're going to get into these damn books. We only got two books tonight. Uh, the first one up is Hawkeye Freefall number one. Now, we're, I guess, a couple of months late on this. We uh, It's actually on issue three right now. Um, but I mentioned it, like, when I had first read it, and it was just kind of, I think we were in between seasons on one, and so I was like, oh, you know what, let's come back to this book because, and again, you know, we're only going to go through issue one. So if you haven't started this series, you know, you got three issues to get into, and, you know, I think that you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's by Matt Rosenberg, and I think it's Otto Schmidt is the artist here. Mm-hmm. Let me double-check. Yeah, Otto Schmidt. That's right. Okay. So, um, uh, okay, so my note on here says, you know, we talked about Hawkeye here on the previous podcast, and we were basically like, you know, they kind of screwed the character in the MCU, whether it was because of the actor or because he shoots arrows or whatever. And... Then we talked about, and then we talked about, you know, the idea in the comic books where they, you know, kind of put him into a situation where, you know, we really didn't know where he was. Is he an Avenger? Is he this? He was, you know, kind of all over the place. And a few years ago, I think he killed the Hulk. Like, it's just like the character's been all over the place. He was in that goofy West Coast Avengers book, riding a fucking moped. Yeah, I bought that book. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry Well, but, but look, though, I mean, he's been, what, about seven characters in his Career, right? And he's he's been pimped by the Black yeah. Widow. And I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, well, I think what this, yeah, what, well, I think what Rosenberg does on this book, and it also proves like, and he was Rosenberg was the writer of the X Men book before the Hickman relaunch, and I interviewed him at MegaCon last year, and what he is good at is what this book is which is why you could tell he was terrible at writing that X-Men book, okay? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And what I think where we'll draw the the correlation here is when we were doing the Sam Wilson Captain America book, this book places firmly, like, okay, this is Hawkeye. He's not fighting Thanos. He's not shooting Hulk in the eye. 
with um, an arrow and killing him, he's fighting somebody named the Hood, who I had never fucking heard of before, which was perfect. <laughs> Anybody heard of the Hood before? Hush. Yeah. Man, man. Uh, the first. Yeah. Only the through a game. Yeah, through a, a Marvel, uh, uh, the game that was online. He was actually a character in it for some reason. That's the only thing I've heard of the, uh, that, heard of the character. That's where I, I'm playing Marvel Puzzle Quest. With, <laughs> and, and I saw, and yeah, he was the main whatever on Marvel Puzzle Quest. I'm like, who in the hell is this dude? <laughs> I think there was a, um, right after, I think it was after the um, Civil War, the first one, I guess. There was a storyline where he um, he was he organized a whole new realm uh, range of heroes, and they like had turned Tigra and, into an agent because they like they uh, they captured her or whatever, beat her whatever. So he like he's been he's been put out as like uh, the, the you know the potential head of a legitimate threat. Okay. And the idea, well, and they touch on is like he yeah he has a cape, but it's like a, you know could be like a you know, demonic powers or whatever. But did you guys meet, read the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series? Because this reads and looks a lot like it. Okay. I did not. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. this is, and it's the same sort of like street level, um, like self-deprecation, narrative type stuff. It, I mean, this is a lot of the things that worked in that as well. Right. Yeah, and from and I and I think I recommended to y'all, but I think we never did it. Like his, what's his wife's name? And she had that solo book, or is that Mockingbird? Mockingbird, Mockingbird, like that, that that limited series, which was excellent. It was so good, and it reads a lot like this too. Like you know, you kind of got this unpowered hero that needs to make sure that they're fighting people that are also un like you know not too overpowered, and you know kind of. Recognizing and being kind of self, you know, self actualizing and understanding and knowing who you are and kind of writing the book from that point of view. So, yeah. So, Bruce, that, are uh, you uh, saying that if you started a Kazar series, you might not make him square off against Apocalypse? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> but Adam Kubert uh, would still draw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so yeah. Hype, so, bitch. What do you got? Uh, fucking immortality and unmeasurable power. Okay, you win. I mean, that, that was Gazar episode three, right? Yeah, it was, that's for sure. Okay, so we're in a warehouse with a bunch of bad guys and thugs, uh, and we got Hawkeye narrating the book in purple narration boxes or whatever. Um, and the hood, my note says he's the perfect, he's a joke and a perfect enemy for Hawkeye. So, he, you know, Hawkeye's typical strength hutch, you know, he takes down all these villains. <clears throat> And uh, the bad guys good in the strength. Good. Y'all, somebody needs the internet. Hawkeye ain't got no good strength. Hawkeye okay, okay, breaks no. up everybody, and, you know, he gets everybody arrested. He gets them to court, and then the hood uh, is winds up being released out, you know, with and, you know, the low-level criminals are the ones that get arrested and stay in jail, just like, you know, fucking real jail. And he's, <laughs> and he's able to get out. And then you get a great bit of dialogue and storytelling when he is in the the limousine with the hood, and they're talking about what's happening. And the back and forth between them two. I mean, Rosenberg is very good at this kind of stuff. Like, I, I just, I, I, I thought it was, you know, it's funny, 
get all the underneath lines and all the kind of insider jokes about him being like kind of you know a shitty hero. Uh, I, I thought it was I, I, I thought it was really funny. Uh, kind of Hutch, what did you think? I thought it was interesting the way it was done. Uh, for some reason, I think when I think of this series so far, I really think of the Archie verse. I, I think of Mr. The Hood, the Red Hood is Mr. Lodge. I think of Hawkeye. I think of Hawkeye as Archie or whatever, Pure Heart or whatever he was. Yeah, it is. And that I find that with with some of the stuff from the comic books of of uh, the Kevin Smith comic books of him being Weed Man and. And whatever <laughs> toy or whatever Blunt man and chronic, Blunt man <laughs> yeah, them two. Yeah. Right, you put you put them two things together, and this would make this book. Okay. Um, first off, uh, you were clearly reading my Archies and saying you wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I read the damn Archies. How could not? <laughs> what? Either read my textbooks I should have been reading, or read Archies. Uh, secondly, I skipped over most of them Archie purebred heart stories, man, so you're, like, pulling stuff out of there that I don't even know about. I was more into it for, you know, not those books. Anyway, all right, so at home, uh, Clint is now in a relationship with the night nurse, who is Linda Carter. Oh, I don't know if that's a throwback. Uh, uh, funny, woman. funny, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Veronica Lodge. Well, my note says, where yeah. is Rosario Dawson? Um and just to get the great dialogue between those two as he is, you know, trying to get his day over with and he's about to get some nook-nook or whatever and he just can't let go of what happened with the hood. You know, and it's just a great bit of funny kind of dialogue, very cute and sexy as my num- as my note says. Um, but And there's a great line in there. She's like, you're going to keep me warm? And he's like, I'm going to keep you warm for a few minutes and roll over and mm. fall asleep. I can relate to that. <laughs> You want that to be distant cousins relationship, yeah. and then even more so the fact that he's arranged this and he screws it up seconds later. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Doubt. You know, and another thing, yeah, that, I can relate to that as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Brother Davis, what did you think? You know, we got we get introduced, and the artwork in this is really good by Otto Schmidt. I never heard of him, but the artwork fits the character. Yeah, no, I think that that particular sequence is like very relatable. I mean, I think. So, so we were texting about this before. We're like, "Oh, this is good." Well, let's see. Uh, they target it towards the sort of middle-aged, middle-tier character. Uh, yeah. wow. Look at yeah. that! <laughs> like, oh, look at that! They, uh, you know, they hit their target audience. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's in other instances, like, uh, you know, you've got there are stories that we're not going to resonate with regardless, and there are stories that we are. And, and there were, you know, pieces of this that I think we all picked up on. Yeah. yeah I just, I mean, I just thought it was it's just so, like, kind of funny. But also, like I said, it really plays to the fact that, like, this is the, just who this character is. Stop trying to make him shoot arrows at Thanos. That's not going to work. Like, he doesn't need to be involved in that. Like, that doesn't work. Okay, like this is where he should be. This is his 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 wheelhouse. His wheelhouse. box. Stay in his box. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next night we do get a Ronin appearance. All right. Uh, I, uh, I have federal agent. Pulled up some Hawkeye stats here. If you're interested. Go ahead. 
Excellent. Excellent. Remarkable. Frank. Damn. Good. No! Oh, no! Oh, no! Excellent. I don't Eighty hell. Eighty hell. He's better yeah, than Cyborg. Right. Yeah. I think he's uh, well. Well, he couldn't have gotten right. He couldn't have gotten any offense on anybody that had any body armor or anything like that, except oh, unless no. he uses adamantium arrows, which do excellent edge damage, and they're capable of piercing <laughs> unearthly materials. Excellent. He also excellent. has acid arrows to do monstrous damage with three areas of range. What? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the uh, revised version? version? This one, this one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's on yeah. the internet, so I have to assume it's correct. But yeah, that's yeah. 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 Abraham Lincoln told us to believe everything we read on there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. So Ronan makes his appearance, and they attack two federal agents. Uh, and then the next morning, as Clinton is at breakfast, he gets confronted by the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, again, not I'm a hundred percent sure that this is Disney synergy. As all three people are rumored to have a series coming on Disney Plus within the next year or so. Um, uh, and then I had put on here that Falcon and Winter Soldier have no civilian clothes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dressed in their, in their uniforms, which I always find hilarious. Uh, they confront Ronan, <laughs> air quotations about the attack, and Clint, uh, Clint pulls the shaggy defense. Hey, it wasn't me. Um, yeah, it wasn't him. And and then he was saying that three other people have been Ronan, and then he threw Blade in there has once had been Ronan, and I was like, uh, what? Did anybody know that Blade was Ronan before? I didn't know yeah. Ronan was Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was familiar with Echo and, and yeah. Clint, but not Shostakov or uh, yeah, Blade. Who the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never heard yeah. about that. Well, and then this leads to a wacky, you know, buddy cop situation where the three of them are staking out, you know, some area for the hood. Um, we get a Turk, a Turk from Daredevil reference in there, you know, from the uh, the, the Netflix series. Yep. And then there's an ex- yeah, there's an explosion. Uh, Ronan shows up. They attack, and he essentially lays them all out NWO style, you know, because they don't know how to fight together, and they all get laid out. And Ronan stands supreme. So, you know, boom, I told you it wasn't me. It ends issue one. Mm. Uh, you know, again, I, again, I don't want to spoil those two issues or whatever for you, but it does build, like, in a good way over the next two issues. I have read all three kind of all around the room. You know, Sandman, what would you think? I liked it for what it was. It's, um, um, you know, street-level tale of a guy that has no powers. I mean, he's got skills, but let's He's Hawkeye. I mean, come on, and yeah. and him dealing with you know low level kind of a um, crime, uh, which is which is suitable, which makes sense. You know, yeah, like you said, you can't have this cat shooting arrows at Thanos. That don't make no damn sense. So no I damn mean, sense. No damn sense. And so you see a little bit of his you know his regular life. He's getting his girlfriend. You know, he's the the, the um, villains getting off. Uh, working the system, his frustration with it, you know, um, it was pretty good. I liked, I did like the, um, um, the back and forth with Bucky and, um, and um, Falcon too. I actually thought that was kind of yeah. good. So, um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, 
it, it was a good way to reintroduce Falcon back into the universe because if you remember correctly, and we reviewed those books, he pretty much disappeared after his solo series, um, and as well he should have. Um, he had a loser leave, leave a loser leave town match against the writer of his book, and he lost. And um, he had to go through all the different territories in Puerto Rico, um, and he had to come back almost in a mask for being able to fucking appear in comic books again because they do right. just ruin him to death. Uh, so yeah, it's good to have Buck, or to have him. Do you back think in. this is continuity? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, hmm. For what passes for yeah. continuity these days? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I don't rude think question. anything other than. Like, I mean, again, this is going to be a limited series because everything should be a limited series anymore. But I think it's just mm-hmm. here to tell whatever story. Like, I think Hawkeye is actually currently an Avenger still, I believe, in the Avengers book that's currently going on. I think he is one. I know uh, we read the, the Bucky uh, Winter Soldier limited series, and that was, you know, you knew that was a one-off for sure. And like I said, uh, Cat, or Falcon's just making his way back into the universe. And there actually, there was a book that came out this week that was Winter Soldier and Falcon. Um, I haven't read it yet, but mm-hmm. I did see that it was available for uh, reading. And um, um, So not Falcon and Winter Soldier? It was Winter Soldier and Falcon. I don't know who came first. I don't know who came first. There's a book with two of them in there. Whichever the order is. I think Brother Beavis came first. Yeah. <laughs> whichever, <laughs> whichever one is um, on the, whichever way the show is listed on Disney Plus, that's how the book will be listed. Oh, I don't know which it is, but I'm certain. I'm pretty sure it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, yeah, so it's probably the name of the comic, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The TV show. Disney don't fuck up like that. Uh, So, Hotch, what did you think of this book? I I was like, I wanted to be like, this is Hawkeye. You can't make a decent series out of Hawkeye doing anything. He didn't fucked up everything else. Uh... (laughs) But reading it, reading it, I was like, ah, damn it, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happens every once in a while. They will surprise you. You know, I, I think I read it on, a, like, hey, somebody was like, hey, that book is actually pretty good. And I read it, and then I told you guys about it. I'm like, hey, this is actually kind of fun and whatever. Uh, Brother Beavis, what do you think? Yeah, again, it, it's um, I enjoyed the Fraction series, and this resonates there, but it's just like everything else. I mean, for anyone who's ever appeared in a Marvel comic, there's a story to be told. You just need to put a team on it, and it seems like, you know, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I think Rosenberg is so good at this type of stuff. You should never be on a team book. Yeah, and funny thing you should say that, Hutch, because I think he actually might have written Archie not that much long ago. <laughs> so that might have been um, something that he pulled into this and brought I, that together. So um, I swear to goodness, it, mm-hmm. I, every character that came out, uh, you know, I just I saw Archie characters. Yeah. And <laughs> we have it now, and I just, that's how I kind of treated it, like a, okay. uh, you know, a, a PG Archie comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's good, and like yeah. I said, the stuff in the, in the future issues, you know, with, there's a lot of stuff with like the Night Nurse, and you know, the kind of the story with the Hood kind of continues. Uh, but it's it's very entertaining, moving forward. You know, it doesn't. If you enjoyed the first one, you will definitely enjoy the next two. Uh, it definitely plays off of of those very well. So, 
Okay. You remember my question that I brought up a couple weeks ago when this was about to happen mm. about useless characters that keep trying to put in the books mm. yeah. or trying to you know mm-hmm. get the stories through and mm. or in the DC version of his booster gold. Right. And I brought oh, up God. I brought up Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I, you been on, you, well, but see. You haven't been on the podcast in a little bit, and so this is the conversation that we had on one of these one of these episodes was that the reason that I, I think the reason that he sucked on the comic books maybe recently is because people just got used to the character in the damn movies who sucks, you know. But the comic book Clint doesn't suck or didn't suck, you know. I mean, he was a former leader. He was a former leader of the West Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, the freaking uh, uh, the team that sucks. But the Thunderbolts, like I mean, he's had <laughs> he's had several pushes, wrestling term, of that who have pushed him to an area where you know he had like kind of equal status as Captain America, just without powers. And like that's just gone away completely with the introduction to the MCU version. At least that's how I feel. I mean, Sandman, brother Davis, what do you think? I mean, he was yeah he. I get the feeling that they made him the leader of the West Coast Avengers because he was kind of. Needed that push, honestly, because uh, I mean he's he's a so-so character. I mean, I, I don't dislike him, but you know he's that's what he is, uh, pretty much. I mean, he's just kind of he's an archer. He's he's just like Green Arrow, actually. Come to think of it, you know, no, not quite as political, I guess, but he's uh, he's not really that big in DC, and you know, his his companion in Marvel is about the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Brother Davis, I know you got a stronger opinion about the Hawkeye. Well, I just add, and and <laughs> this is partially informed by, you know, I recently watched Avengers United We Stand. The standout. Ooh, what? 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 Oh. <laughs> the standout animated um, series available on, mm. now available on Disney+. Plus. Okay. <laughs> plug, plug. Um, anyway, um <laughs> no, we are not sponsored in that. Yeah, we're still paying subscriptions for that shit. So anyway, yeah. um, the thing yeah. that's funny to me about that is I think the guy who does the Wolverine voice does the Hawkeye voice. And mm. in Avengers United wow. We Stand, really? he is essentially Wolverine. And so mm. I think there's a little <laughs> bit of a parallel there. And the, like Wolverine in the X-Men is the guy who's always like bitching about the leader's decision. But you know if you put him in charge it would be a terrible decision. And so I think (laughs) that's kind of what he is for the Avengers. And so they gave him Mm. his shot. And they're like, yeah, you should be the leader. Uh, Have fun with Wonder Man and his fucking good fighting skills and Tiger, (laughs) who's complete garbage, and Scarlet Witch, whatever the fuck she does. And uh, who else? Iron Man. And and you can have this uh, discount Iron Man on your team. Uh, War Machine. Rhodey. Yeah. Rhodey. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they gave him his team, but they didn't exactly set him up for success. So, you know, it is what <laughs> I think, you know, he's, he's the guy who's better with Cap than without. Um, and in a lot of ways, he's defined in, in, in kind of Cap's shadow, and he fits comfortably in there. But this is a case where, you know, he, he, he is a story unto, an, uh, unto himself, but yeah, you probably don't want to delete your team. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, like I said, I think '90s 
late 2000 or early 2000 version of Cap or Hawkeye, you know, again, if you want to say that he's had too many cushions, I won't give, I, I wouldn't argue about that, that, you know, he hasn't been able to get over the, you know, over wrestling term, uh, where he's a main eventer wrestling term. But I don't know that he, um, you know, I don't know that it's fully undeserved. I just don't think they know what to do with him now because they, they try to make the, the comic book characters so much like the, um, the movie book, the movie book, movie book, movie characters. Like I just think, like, oh, wait a minute. That won't help. In the movies. He sucks in the movies. I would say, too, like, the transition. Go ahead. No, you got it. I was going to say that one of the things I think that affected him as a character was the transition into the Ultimates, which became sort of uh, the expression of the uh, the Avengers for a while. So in that, like, Cap and Iron Man and Thor, everybody translated well, but... Black Widow and Hawkeye got demoted to, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in a sense. Yeah. And I think that kind of stigma is sort of carried with them. Yeah. Yeah. The power, yeah, you're powerless, so you're useless. Um, You know, so, yeah, you're fully in support mode at that point. So, sorry. Let's get into Secret Wars 3, issue number 2. Uh, this is the Jonathan Hickman book as we go through his Secret Wars um, and as we put the X-Men in timeout, although maybe at the end of this we'll talk about why we might have to pull him out of timeout for next week. Um, uh, previously on Secret Wars, uh, the incursion has destroyed, like, the Earth, uh, the last two Earths. It's killed many heroes. Um, but, you know, from the ashes, a new world has been born. It's Doom, bitches. It's Doom's world. Um, and... Uh, I went back and I tried to read the Battle World books because we talked about that on the, the previous podcast. Those books are unreadable. The artwork is just god-awful. Don't even bother trying. Uh, it's literally pointless to read that. And, um, yeah, but there was not bother. one uh, Battle... I mean, there one, might have been a Battle World book, but it was a bunch of different series, right? There, there's a Battle World series. Right, like but then book. there's like yeah, individual Battle World. books for like all the different... Like they showed the map at one point. And there was, like, a, 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 an issue or two for each one of these. Like, there was, like, yeah. a Captain America and fucking whatever, Dinosaur Jr. or whatever the hell it was. That yeah. was a book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the spinoffs of these are always the worst parts. And, you know, and again, they really are, uh, you know, kind of pointless completely, you know, for the most part. So you have to stay with the main book, you know. And I think a lot of times now the spinoffs are just to hold you over. Because, you know, sometimes the main book, especially this one, which wound up having, you know, almost nine months off between its the last two issues. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, so this book opens up. It's called Doom Messiah. It opens up with the birth, air quotations, of a new Thor. Um, there's some funny shots and a bunch of dudes in, like, white tidy whities or whatever. I was like, hey, what kind of fucking movie is this? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so basically, when we're not podcasting, that's what it's like for me. Just me and a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> uh, bad, bad mental, yo. Bad mental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is worthy, and the, the they are the Thor corpse. They are Doom's police force who help keep the uh, the the peace in Doom's new kingdom. Um, and I brought this up before we started recording. As we go through this, you're going to start to see, I, th- I think, or a lot of Game of Thrones like kind of references here. Um, and you can start to pull the extrapolations from here. So this is 2015, 2016, and so Game of Thrones is kind of right in the middle of its its strength of you know kind of getting the attention of of the world or whatever that's watching the show. 
And I think, you know, Hickman's like, ooh, this would nice, be a nice thing to pull from, and you'll start to see some of these types of things. Um, so, yeah. But you're, so, you, so you're going to have to convince me that there's specific elements of that rather than just general fantasy tropes. Okay. No, well, I mean, well, okay. Now, you know, I don't be reading no fantasy. So <laughs> it could just be fantasy tropes. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Look, man. A dragon ain't going to burn somebody to death here yet. As far as I know, there may be some dragons later on in this shit that I don't remember. But as far as All I right. know, that's not so, happening. All right. So here's the, here, this will be an interesting experiment. Uh, Greg, how many chromatic dragons are there by Dungeons & Dragons canon? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, yeah, I did it again. It's okay. I already got you. But, uh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah it's okay. Uh, but you want to make also, a guess? Um, it's a number. Seven. seven. No, seven, seven is wrong. Uh, Sandman, no, okay. you want to? How many chromatic dragons are there by D and D canon? Uh, wow. We're in the deep water now. Uh, five. There you go. What? I'm really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Black, red, black, green, white. And uh, and blue, right. red breeze fire, blue yeah. breeze lightning, yeah. black breeze acid, green breeze poison, right. white breeze cold. I mean, there's the rule. Right. It's not all fantasy. It's not fantasy. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I think I see some. I think I see some tropes of Game of Thrones here. And so, as we go through it, y'all will see. Uh, So, yeah, so this Doom, he is worthy. Uh, Now he becomes a part of the Doom's uh, peacekeeping force. There's a lot of uh, Thors there. Uh, Who do y'all see in there besides Beta Ray Bill? Uh, Everybody that's basically had his hammer. Yeah. Um, uh, Storm is in there, I think. The Toad. The Toad. Storm. Yeah, Bay oh, Ray Bill. Uh, frog Dude is on uh, the cover. Oh, oh the yeah. Frog Thor. Yeah. Yeah. They got Old Thor, Thor, Young Thor. Yeah. Um, you know what? When yeah. I, for whatever reason, when I started reading this series and I saw Autumn Thor's in there, that, that was a checkout point for me. Like, this is going to suck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I like I like Thor, but damn, that's too many Chuck and Thor. Mm. Okay, yeah. I, I thought the artwork was here is pretty good. Um, yeah, it is. And I thought he did a good job here on Doomsguard. Um, you know, you guys, Doomsguard, not Asgard. You know, as we see, as Doom is taking over the world and named everything after itself, which is pretty doomy. Typical. Um, that's very doomy. doomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And so then they, uh, they, you know, as a part of his initiation, they don't sex him in. He has to repeat the, um, uh, uh, the, the history of the, the earth or whatever. And so it's like there was nothing followed by everything. You know, doom created everything. God doom created the light. Then he raised the land and he set up his kingdoms. And, yeah, this is like some straight up freaking doom shit too. Like, yeah, uh, I did everything, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that happened is basically through me. I mean, this is really some god doom shit. Alright, and here's my notes where it says uh, they got on some Game of Thrones ships. So you got the different kingdoms, you got different barons, 
They're all subservient yeah. to the throne. It's just, you're just saying these are tropes. You're saying these are just yeah. tropes. It's got some fantasy elements to it, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to read more fantasy. Damn. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> so, we get to the kingdom of Utopolis, and this is where I got confused in this book here, for sure, because, like, you're looking at these people, and these look like all the people from the Future Foundation, um, yeah. but they're also, they seem to be a little bit older than they were, um, it, when they were presented uh, previously or whatever. But then as I, I read it the second time or whatever, so they had come to this site and then this gargoyle, this is all future fantasy stuff, and they're looking for something that, you know, like it was presented as an earthquake, but it wasn't really an earthquake, and they go underwater and they see this thing. I, I don't know. It, again, it's a great bit of artwork, but it's basically, you know, them working for the kingdom, and it comes up later on that, like, oh, I thought they were, like, independently there, but they're actually working for Strange, and they've been out to, you know, sent out to, you know, look for any kind of disturbances in the kingdom, and they go yeah, out yeah, there, and they actually yeah. find a Alex ship. Alex Power is the, the master mm-hmm. of coin, or whatever the mm-hmm. equivalent one yeah. is, in the, in the small council. <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. With, uh, <laughs> with Dragon Man, who is, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the hand of the king, uh, yeah. and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. This, I, this, I gotta tell you, like, so this came out five years ago. It made mm. uh, zero sense five years ago. So, like, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, older it, me it, actually it, could <coughs> pull a thread or two out of this and finally figure out what the fuck was going on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, it, it was yeah. hard to generate out a while ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, this was not an earthquake event. Uh, Conspiracy Brother says that they, they found the Earth-616 life raft that Reed built. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get a new uh, a flyover of the kingdom with the new Thor um, and all these people. And you get a chance. Everybody gets to shout out a feature, rap term, of their kingdoms or whatever. So we get to see the Captain Britain people over there. And then we wind up getting to Bar Sinister. Now, this is kind of a throwback to we were talking about Hickman. When we were doing House of X and Power of X, I never knew Bar Sinister was a thing. I thought he had just yeah. made it up then, but apparently it had been made up at least five yeah, years made it up before. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea um, that that was an actual thing. So you know, and Hickman again, we kind of noticing that he does have these things that he kind of comes back to, and so he comes back to this Bar Sinister bit, and. Um, <laughs> There's a, a a whole thing, and this is and this is also something that we had talked about before about you know sinister had kind of turned into you know you know a, a kind of a bitchy queen gay male person, and this is on full effect here. Although I think it's even more so in House of Fact. Flamboyant um, might be a yeah, flamboyant. Thank you. Uh, so, right. what do y'all think of this? And again, the artwork in this is pretty amazing. Anybody? It's crazy. It's crazy. The story is so, so big and so out there that the artwork is also kind of out there, and mm-hmm. it kind of it mm-hmm. kind of fits. But like, but like I said, five years ago, this was like, what in the hell is this? What do, y'all, uh, <laughs> what do y'all think that comes from? Just the fact that we hadn't been reading comic books, because again, this came out at a time where my kids were not into books or whatever. I was only getting books mm-hmm. on free comic book day. Because you, you, you were just out of the game, Hodge, or what do you think? It's I was out of the game. It's I mean, it, what 
Doom taking over the world and being, you know, doing this and that, that's Doom being Doom. And I'm used to that. But, you know, this South Star Galactica, all these ships running around and (laughs) the world's blowing up and this and that, and we got to escape and all that. Yes, I mean, it's got some of that shit with, with heavy metal and... Yeah, you can throw in the Game of Thrones stuff, too. I'm mm-hmm. like, what in the hell is this? Yeah, there's a lot going on, for sure. And this is also sure. nothing like, oh, if you were like us, which is essentially us, I was going to say, if you were like us. No, this is fucking us. If you were like us, and you're like, oh, hey, man, I read Secret Wars 1 in 1985. Oh, they're doing another series, Coffee? What? I'm going to go to the comic book store. <laughs> what the fuck did I just Oh, find? man. What's going on? Like I, I noticed the characters. I don't know anything about what's happening with these characters. Yeah. So I think it's I've learned. I think um, number one, we kind of touched on like the fact that this is really the payoff to the Avengers book that was written a couple yeah. of years before that. Is you know part of that. The other thing is like in the original Secret Wars, they picked everybody up as is, and then put them into a new battle world, and, and then said go. But here, everyone's picked up a new, new, new battle world, but they're essentially completely different characters because nobody knows what the fuck is... Everyone in the story is just as lost as all of us. Um, so, <laughs> so there's this feeling of, like, I should know what's going on, but at the same time, I can't know what's going on because they're making it all up as they go. That's the, yeah. that's the weird part. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and, and, yeah, some, some of the alliances that they put together... It's like, huh? Who and what? Yeah, and there's, but I think there's a mystery piece yeah. to this, too, because, again, the way that the book ends, like, the, you know, the, the first one ends, and you don't really know what's happening or whatever, and then it's, you know, it's building the story from the back. And, you know, that can be confusing or whatever. And so, and again, we kind of know how this ends from having read it five years ago. But like you said, Brother Beavis, I'm like, well, um, I kind of remember what I read five years ago, but I didn't understand it anyway. So it'll kind of be good to put that from him. Yeah, but you're also <laughs> right though too, because if we had, if we had said, "Hey, we're going to read Secret Wars three again," without having read New Avengers for those eight issues oh, that yeah. we did, I would oh, be way lost in this shit. I would be, it would be way worse. It would be way worse. So reading Avenger Bruce. Yeah, well, that might be part of it then, Hutch, because I mean that helped. And it and, and again, you can say what you want about Hickman, and everybody's got some opinions or whatever. Uh, it, this seems like this shit was plotted out in long term with that freaking that Avengers book. Like this was this was the end point, which started shit probably four years before this actually this book actually ended. So I mean, you know, giving props for keeping that whole ass story together. All right. Mm. So the high court has been assembled mm. to bear witness. Uh, there's lightning teleportation. Is that a thing, um, uh, Sandman? You are Thor expert. As far as Thor, yeah. Uh, he, like, put he's done in it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like like runes and shit, and I mean that. I think they kind of made that specifically for this, but he's done shit like that, you know, similarly. Yeah, before. Well, we get to Doom stat which is Doom's place. We've got the Castle Doom. Galactus is standing watch as a sentinel out there. There's a nice pool there, too. You see that, you know? You know a nice mm-hmm. pool, for, you know? Very nice. Um, and then we see Doom sitting in the Tree of Life. Fantasy reference? Right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's with his wife Sue Doom uh, again in Doom's God world. He has Sue <laughs> Storm as his wife. Yeah. In Doom's fantasy is. world, he's totally fucking Reed Richards' wife. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> you know what would be a good fantasy if I cuckolded Reed Richards and took over the world? Yeah. Shit. That's, the whole thing. That's the worst part of it. That is the entire exactly. story. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so he's got his master of coin, Littlefinger, a.k.a. Stephen Strange there, or his Sheriff Argamato. Uh, it's Sinister is on trial because he is uh, for the discord that is in between him and House Braddock. Um, and allegedly he made a, like a disparaging remark about like one of the ladies said that she was like really fat because she was pregnant or whatever. But um, and they try yeah. and put Jamie Braddock on this again. That seems yeah, to be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. they. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then you see the high court, and you get to see all the people there in the background, and the, and some of the different houses too. Was the Hyperion is there? You get to see uh, like the Madeline uh, Pryor. Madeline, Madeline Pryor. Pryor like all, I, all I saw was Madeline Pryor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I tweeted this or whatever. I don't know how familiar all of y'all are with it, but have y'all seen Meg the Stallion? Y'all familiar with nope. this rapper lady? No? Okay. Um, she could definitely... I will send you that picture when we're done talking here. She could definitely fill out the costume. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so you see that? Do you see the Age of Apocalypse world, too? Like that? Is oh, like no. the battle world, I, I only saw Madeline Bryant. Right. That would have noticed. Um and so we go through this whole thing, and then, again, trial by combat. Is that some fantasy shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, here's, here's, where I, uh, here's where I'll give it up. So, yeah, this is very much uh, the Red Viper versus uh, uh, the Mountain. The Mountain. Yeah. You're, you're correct in this regard, and your lack of knowledge about chromatic dragons should no longer be held against you. Thank you. Woohoo! Bye! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So they get into this battle, air quotation, uh, where you think it's over really, really fast, and uh, it's not. Uh, where Sinister gets his head lopped off in the first couple of seconds there, but then his body is like, "Well, that's cool and all that you knock my head off, but I'm gonna beat that ass without a head on it." And he <sighs> beats like uh, that's <laughs> like really bad. Uh, Who does his life. Yeah, exactly. I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. And then as he's about to kill Judgment, Doom passes, like, hey, you know, halt, this is not going to happen. And then Sue has to tell him to, you know, you know, give mercy to Sinister. You know, give mercy to Sinister. He's about to pass his judgment because of the discord that the house, that's actually wound up being House Braddock that was the one that was created. Yeah, all this give mercy to Braddock because he's like your hands, your feet, yeah. your dick. <laughs> Like that. Yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> pride, everything. Yeah, your pride, uh, everything. Right. So I'm mean, dreams. You want them to? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, <laughs> again, it's weird that to see Doom like all booed up with freaking soap. Like it's just weird to see it, you know, because you know, like that's obviously not a natural thing, but it's also. You know, it gets even weirder because he's got his kids there, too, you know, like his, you know, uh, 
Valeria, you know, and uh, and Franklin is also out there. He's hanging out inside of, like, Galactus's hand or whatever. Like, I mean, it's just weird. He's just adopted his whole family, and that's just weird. Mm-hmm. And so Valeria knows something is up because she's one of the most the smartest people in the kingdom or whatever, and she said something to Strange, like, hey, something is up, you know, the force factor, sorry, uh, they found some oh. shit out in the, uh, <laughs> force factor found some shit, um, out, uh, yeah, you know, so he found, you know, something out there, and it might, you know, be a part of this, you know, kind of rebellion, and, you know, it gets later on revealed that, you know, Doom and Strange, Doom and Strange, you know, created this world, and they they are essentially the only ones that have a real working knowledge of the old ways, okay. and they're doing everything to squash like any of that like kind of like people remembering what had happened before, you know. And again, I thought that was kind of a ghoul's part because I think when I read this before, I didn't know that um, I didn't come off that Strange was a willing conspirator in this. It, I mean, can y'all remember like? Does that, it's not even really that clear until, like, later on that you find yeah. out. Yeah, I think it's still clear, unclear right? whether, like, he's completely in the loop or he just has echoes yeah. of that realization or not. But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he was definitely yeah. on, like, the ship from the first one or whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's still there's a lot of ambigu- ambiguity in this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. As leaving- he always plays this role. This is, this is Stephen Strange's role in comics. He's yeah. the, he thinks he's smarter, thinks he's, he's vain and arrogant, and he has to be on top of everything. He knows he's, I mean, he uh, he wants to be the one of the main players, and he is, but he ain't. Mm-hmm. But he, he likes mm-hmm. being on top of everybody else, kind of, wherever the big power structure is. He'll support it, and then he always gets found out and gets his head chopped off or killed. Right. <laughs> well... As a part of this whole thing that happened with him and Valeria, he's going to issue a quarantine of that area where the ship is, um, Doom and order Sinister to be flogged, and then Braddock gets sent to the wall. Game of Thrones reference. Mm-hmm. Also Fair enough. He gets sent to the wall, or the shield. Uh, he gets sent out there, and they throw him over the fence. You know, essentially, go fight for yourself, and then he gets out there, and he, you know, comes up against the... I would say Black Walkers, that wasn't racist, but a bunch of, like, Venoms and Demons and shit, and, you know, he has to go and fight them off over there, and, you know, it's, you know, the people that are on the wall, look at the people that are beyond the wall there, so you got Venom, Ultron, who else do you see? Ultron, Annihilus, is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bug Boy out there. It's, and this is the, did y'all, I'm assuming you guys never read, like, the Marvel zombie stories, and I would hope the answer is no. Um, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if they try to tease that part of this, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's to put it all together, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah, he goes to the wall, and then, um, like, the Black Walkers the, get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the Steven meets with the Thor captain or whatever. I, I'm assuming you think that's supposed to be um like the all father that that dude to lead him supposed to be Odin or whatever. I, I would assume so. Well, yeah. I assume anybody anybody in Asgardian armor with one eye is Odin. I mean, I just think okay. that you have to yeah. assume. pretty much. Yeah. Well, they get out there. He sends them out there to the quarantine area where the ship is. 
and that's not going to go well because when the ship opens up, you get a chance to see who's on the ship, and Odin gets freaking impaled with a spear through the head, and then you yeah. get to see what was this group called? Now I can't remember what they were called. Because um, uh, they are a group of people that were from Earth 616, but they sided with the other Earth, the other Reed Earth incursion, Earth. Uh, so it's uh, primarily Order. Thanos' team, right? The Black Order, right? Because it's probably yeah, the Black, Black Order. Order. Yeah. And yeah, Harvest but, Glaive. But, yeah, but Wesley McCall is there. Like, I, I thought yeah, Sub-Mariner so was a part of that group. They picked Black Swan and Terax uh, from the Avengers story. Yeah. And also Max yeah, and then, Max and then mm-hmm. Ultimate Re- Ultimate Reed Richards. Yeah, but that's it, right. but that is the city though. That's not Reed and them ship. That's the city. Like they had Reed. You know that Reed had his own ship too. No, and that's you know ultimate, this is Ultimate. Oh, right. Reed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's their group of whatever because yeah. they had their own ship too that survived that's the Reed. That's <laughs> so, and then you know. <laughs> They're trying to get whatever happens there. And then, essentially, that's, that's it, okay? I mean, that's really yeah. it. You yeah. know, they you know, they're, you know they don't know where they are either. They're trying to figure out what this world is about and all that. And then that was the, you know, that issue, too. I mean, it, you know, it, I, I don't want to say it's filler because it, it is filler, though, but it's kind of filling you on the backstory of really that you don't know about, you know, and... You know, it's moving at a decent pace. You know, when we get into issue three, it kind of slows down a little bit. But, you know, overall, I thought the book was actually not that bad. I, you know, I, I hate it that much. So, you know, what did you think, Brother Beavis? I remember this being the one, like, because uh, I think there was, if there was, like, a zero or a prequel and then the first one, I remember that, like, making absolutely no sense. And, but right. this actually started to build the new world. And I thought the Thor stuff was interesting, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't feel like after this it goes any faster than this, and it kind of got bogged yeah. down. So yeah, it I mean, meanders. This, I mean, whereas mm-hmm. the first issue was like okay, I guess. I mean, I think to a degree this does kind of grab you um, and, mm-hmm. and suggest that maybe it's worth it to release another one or two. Yeah. Hmm. Same I mean, it was. It's interesting, and it's also kind of all over the place. I think they're trying trying to lay this mystery and um, introducing this world and um, all our characters we know in it, or at least some some um, some sort of way we know them. And um, it's, a, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I mean, you don't know what's going on, and obviously, you know, you got to keep reading to find out what's going on and stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not bad. I love the art. The art is really very good. Like yeah, the art is great. Talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the, uh, the, the like the Thor as the police, kind of crazy. And I I actually read that. Uh, they they Thor's they had their own books uh, spin off to this. It's so so oh, okay. Man, but yeah, yeah, it's uh it's all right. But um, it's okay. It's it's not the best mm-hmm. I read, and it's not the worst too. I'm intrigued to still, you know, I find out what's um, what's going on. So, at yeah, the end of the day, I mean, that's I tried, what you want. Yeah, I mean, I've read ahead a little bit, but uh, it's it it definitely kind of like meanders here because you're really trying to get to this again. 
hey, you know, in the first Secret Wars, you know, they were trying to get the heroes to battle each other, and you knew what the, you know, what the alleged plot was or whatever, and then the subplots, like, you know, Johnny Storm being a dick and fucking Colossus' <laughs> girl and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was all underneath. But the overall plot was, like, there was heroes versus villains or whatever. This is completely separate of that, Hush. Like, this is, like, hey, yeah, there's this world going on, and we're trying to keep it from whoever's trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's a yeah. It, it is all over the place. It's you know, it's 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 all over the place. That's the best way to put it. Right. And you just <laughs> like, okay, when will this start making sense? Yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> not for a while. And, and I, not for a while. And yeah. I, and and trying to remember because I think I read ahead through issue four, maybe. I'm trying to remember. Like, there's a point there where you're like. And I, I think this is a, a problem with modern comics or whatever in these series or whatever. It's like, ooh, man, that first issue was good. Issues two and three, like, God, man, that was a bunch of filler. This shit ends on issue six. <laughs> issue five, like, well, you know, something's going to happen in issue six. It's fucking the last episode of Game of Thrones, man, where they just throw a whole bunch of shit <laughs> in it. And they're like, all right, it's over now. Like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't get a chance to process none of that. What the fuck happened? You know? And, like, I think, I, I can't remember if this ends like that. So, I, but I know reading issues three and four, I'm like, man, I know you only got eight or nine. I think this is only nine issues, and so halfway through it, not a whole heck of a lot has happened, you know. And well, I can't remember is if they had to extend it midstream, and I seem to think yeah. they did because I thought it started as like six episodes, six issues, and got to like yeah. five, and they barely mm-hmm. introduced the story. Yeah, I, 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 I'd have to, have to get the, I think if my, my Wikipedia remembers correctly, I think it was the piece to be eight, and then they extended it to nine, but that ninth issue took several months to come out. Yeah. Like several, several months. Because I think, coming, I think coming out of this is the, what, the new series out of that was the Marvel, uh, Marvel Now where they like oh. like a bunch yeah. of like uh like black heroes or whatever or like the the what whatever what, what have I been calling them um Plessy versus Ferguson yeah the Plessy versus Ferguson heroes yeah I think Marvel <laughs> comes out of this and it was all Plessy versus Ferguson like because you know and you know there's a plot out there or a, a thought like that it was like the reason they did this was so they could just get Miles Morales and the Earth six six eight. Yeah. Because for the most part, everybody else from uh, that from the Ultimate version didn't make it. Really, you know, there's not a whole lot of people that made the crossover. So you know, it's just the reason to get Miles over, and um, you know, whatever. All right, okay. So that'll wrap that up. You know, we'll get back to issue three. I was I was saying before we have to take the X Men out of the corner. And speaking of series that um, maybe weren't good before, we're gonna have to talk about this Avengers versus X Men thing. Um, it's no. two issues in. <laughs> oh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, fa- sorry, yeah, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is X-Men. It's two issues in. I read both of them now. Um, it's, it's I, A-I-G-H-H-T. Um, it's okay. Uh, I'm not sure where it's headed. I'm not sure if we should do it at the beginning of the season or the end where we have it all together. Um, but two issues in, it's, Eons better than the original one, but I know that's not saying a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 Eon. 
yeah, there's that. And we may need to take the X-Men out of the, the mothballs for, and I, I told you all about this before, like that issue seven or eight of the Hickman X-Men on the post House of X, Power of X, that is a fine moment of comic book writing right there. Um, great artwork, and I'm not a huge fan of Lanille Francis U, but it works for that book. And so we may need to dig it out for that. And you don't need to read any of the issues that came before it because none of those motherfuckers are connected. Absolutely none of them. There have been seven <laughs> issues of that X-Men book from Hickman, and there are seven completely different stories. I don't know why, I don't know how, or whatever. And I would Is tell Hickman you... Is Hickman on that shit? Huh? Me? Is Hickman on that shit? And he might be on that shit, but I'm telling you, after the one where the two islands fucked, which was, I think, X-Men 2, <laughs> after that one, all the other ones, have, no, no, and I think the, the crazy Golden the Girls. The third one was the Golden three. Girls, right? Yeah, the Golden Girls oh, 3. Okay, yeah. after 3, so 4, 5, 6, and 7 have been stellar. But you don't have to read any of them to pick it up to be like, oh, this is an interesting story or whatever. So we might we have to pull one of them out of the mothballs there. To kind of talk about, it. especially this last one, which is um, I know Sandman. I think you said you read it. Um, that's a stellar piece mm-hmm. of comic book writing. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out as we move forward on the season. But yeah, so we're at, we're actually finishing up issue number one. There was an issue zero as we hit our reboot for season nine. Um, yeah, we'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know all of those uh, facts and information. Uh, so, yeah, good job, man. Hutch, thanks for joining us tonight, man. We dug you out of the mothballs. I know it's getting late past your bedtime. I know it's past mine, too. But, you know, we appreciate you coming out. Uh, so, as the producer of this podcast, I'm going to sign off. And as the X-Men, the animated music plays us out, we need to get an episode of that in. I was watching that, actually, last night as well. Um I really kind of want to skip that episode where Wolverine uh, is in Antarctica. <laughs> Uh, but there's some, uh, there's some solid continuity errors there that makes it even funnier now that you watch it. <laughs> so solid. Um, so we might have to do it. But the issue before that is the one where they're um, in the tunnels, uh, where Storm becomes leader of the Morlocks. <laughs> and and uh, I know... Uh, Covered in scorpions. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say that's one of your favorite lines with your daughter. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, we definitely have to get that one in. So we'll we'll figure that out at some point. But, yeah, and then, and, and actually you kind of have to do them because the episodes are tied together with the uh, the them going to Genosha also. So you kind of have to do them together. But, uh, yeah, ask about our mutant discount. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, Hutz, again, we've been re-watching that show without you uh, and kind of doing our director's commentary. We will not give you the we will not give you the the satisfaction of telling you that it's terrible, like you said that that show is. We will, however, give you the satisfaction of saying it does have some moments where it's shaky, especially in season one. We'll give you that. You may have had some balance. Well, I, I don't I, believe me. I don't want to be shaky. Yeah. I want to be able to go back and look at it and be like, man, this shit is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you may have been pressing it, at least on season one. I mean, maybe when we get into season two, be like, oh, man, this shit sucked too. 
From that first one that came out, that first one, the Pride of the X-Men or whatever that was, yeah. that looked, I remember mm-hmm. my memory serves me correctly, that looked great, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, this could be the shit. Right. And then we got the, the genre was. box series. And, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it was, it's good for its time. That's probably the best thing that you could say about it. But again, it does get better. The art gets better. The storytelling gets better. As you know, once they get to the fact they're like, "Hey, you know what? You know, we played Claremont and um, John Byrne, a bunch of these executive producer credits. We might as well use this shit and just <laughs> steal it like straight from the comic books and draw it in here." So, that's basically it. All right. So, as the excellent animated music begins to play us out, I am again the producer of this podcast, and I sign off. Let's go ahead and sign off, Sam, and sign off. All right, people, we will see you on the next episode. For sure, for sure. Hopefully we won't give you all the two-week break. Uh, things have been all over the place. Uh, Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. Uh, see you guys next time. All right, for sure, for sure. And Hutch, don't get fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, X-Men forever. There you go. All right, we'll see everybody on the other side. Peace. Peace. We have one forty-nine, forty and eleven seconds. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I um. I got-